This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. So we heard, my sources tell me, that it was a collaborative effort, a collaborative decision between the coaching staff and the players at North Carolina to not play in the NIT. But I have read now in multiple places that it was not, that it was simply the decision of Hubert Davis, even though I've been told by people I trust totally that it was collaborative. I don't know. I'm not sure it matters other than there is conflicting. uh, There are conflicting thoughts about it. Ross Martin inside Carolina joins us on the Adam Gold Show. I don't know who to believe, but I will believe you if you tell me. What's 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 going on there? Hey, Adam. Yeah, I think you you have it right. I mean, I think it's it was a collaborative decision. I actually spoke to Bubba Cunningham on Monday a little bit, um, and I think all these decisions, big decisions like this, are made between the coaching staff, um, administration, um, but the players did have a vote. I think a lot is is being made of that vote because it's kind of like you let the players decide what they want, but um, apparently the players voted and. and and many voted to play, and I think the majority voted not to play. But, um, you know, this is a lot of sourced intel. Yeah. Um, but definitely some players voted to play. Um, but ultimately the decision was that UNC was going to refuse the IT bid, and here we are. UNC's uh, not playing more games. And they, they're, they're done, and whatever it, it is. I know there are a lot of people who go, well, let's just end this season. I am not of that mind. I am not emotionally invested in it. It's easy for me to say that. And I fully, uh, fully understand that. Uh, I know there are fans who wanted this to be over. Uh, it's clear that there are players in that locker room who also wanted it to be over. Uh, I'm reading this in USA Today today, uh, and Puff Johnson said that he had no idea that there was a player vote. Uh, his dad said it shouldn't. I mean, he's one of the players, although. There were some issues with Puff this year, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe they voted without him. I'm not sure. But uh, his dad, and remember, Cam Johnson, his brother, was uh, was a great player at UNC. Um, his dad, Gilbert, said it shouldn't have been a player vote. That the, it should have been up to the coach. And he said they should have played. And I think Puff wanted to play. So I mean, these things don't reflect well on the entire situation, no? Yeah, I mean, the parents coming out, especially uh, Mr. Johnson there, kind of coming out and, you know, speaking his mind, which he has the right to do, is a little concerning about the dynamics. You know how parents are. I think the Johnson you read that had no knowledge of the vote was his dad. His dad had no knowledge of the vote. I'm sure Puff did. Um, I'm kind of reading an article here. Yes, that's right. Um, You're you're right. It is about (laughs) Gilbert Johnson, not, not Puff Johnson. My fault. My fault. So, So. uh, yeah, I mean, it's a bizarre scene. I mean, my my opinion, I, I see both sides, and we've talked about this on. We have podcasts almost every day at Inside Carolina, and we've talked we talked about this last night, and a bunch of guys talked about this Sunday night on kind of our breaking podcast. I see both sides. I see the mm-hmm. advantage of getting your young players to play, but would, would Hubert play his young players? He, he UNC <laughs> was one of the uh, used the bench one of the fewest of any team in the country. Yeah. So if they would play the NIT, were we going to see? Dontre Styles, DeMarco Dunn, Seth Trimble, Jalen Washington, and Tyler Nickel. Who knows? It might have been the same group, the same group of some of the most veteran players in college basketball. You had two fifth-year seniors. You had um, a senior in Baycott. And you had Caleb Love and R.J. Davis who have played 
who've been starters for three years. Like, do they need to play in the NIT? Do they need the experience? The, the season was over. Um, the goal was to get back to the Final Four. They fell far short of that. So I don't know if there was any advantage in playing in the NIT unless you were going to play the right. young players. And now Tyler Nickel is already in the transfer portal. We're waiting to hear more. You know, there's a couple other guys that could enter. Um, so the whole team could kind of be flipped around by the time we're talking in a week or two now. And UNT wanted to get ahead of the transfer portal, wanted to start getting the names, figured out who they need, wanted to figure out what their roster was. And that was kind of the that's kind of the message by Hubert uh, Davis and crew. Like, let's figure out what we need for next season. Let's get our roster set. Let's move forward and focus on next year. And that's kind of what they did. Yeah, I I think we have to probably address and not this is not you and I, but the sport needs to address the timeline here. Probably shouldn't have an active free agency period while the seasons are still going on, whether because if you're in the NIT, you're occupied there. If you're in the NCAA tournament, you're occupied there. Meanwhile, it was a J.J. Starling went from Notre Dame to Syracuse uh, before the ink is dry anywhere. Um, you see, you mentioned Tyler Nickel. I read that he was already in the portal. Uh, Justin McCoy already in the portal. Uh, I'm reading now that Dontre Styles is thinking about entering the transfer portal. Uh, again, about the how the calendar impacts this. But if they if Hubert says, "Look, we're playing in the NIT because this is who we are. We play. We have uh, J- Juwan Howard, the head coach at Michigan. I don't know if you heard those comments after their win last night. But like, it's a tournament. It's a credible tournament. We're we're going to play because this is what we do. We want to respect this uh, this event as well. Um, and and so they put their team out there. They were some supposed to be much better than they turned out to be. Different situations. I'm not even arguing that it's identical. Uh, but if North Carolina puts a team on the floor and they say, who wants to come? So if Baycott wants to beg off, he can beg off. We can pretend it's yeah. just about the ankle. And let those guys make their decision. But then you give these other guys a chance to actually play because, as you pointed out, they needed to play. Yeah, I mean – Fans are not happy with it. A lot of fans, maybe the most vocal fans, are unhappy with the fact that UNC turned down the NIT. It's kind of given up. It's kind of quitting. It's thrown in the towel. Hubert Davis said when he was hired that UNC would show up. Right. This is not showing up. This is, you're invited, like you said, I mean, it's NIT. Look, it's not the NCAA tournament, but it is kind of the secondary tournament. There's a lot of good teams playing there. Um, and not everybody makes the NCAA tournament every year. So um, there is this kind of situation where, like, look, you're playing the game. Go out and compete. Get some more experience. Go win an NIT championship and build towards next year. Roy Williams did that in 09-10 yep. with the team, but they had young players. They had John Henson was a freshman. Dexter Strickland was a freshman. Todd Zeller was a sophomore. So that was a young team. Um, Ed Davis think, was on that team too, I think. Yeah, that was Ed Davis' last year, though. He was a sophomore. Okay. The seniors <laughs> on that team were Marcus Ginyard, um, right, and Deion Thompson. But, um, yeah, I mean – I, like I said, I see both sides. There is a little bit of an arrogance, kind of UNC elitism in not playing, saying they're, maybe we're too good for this tournament. That's one way that I think a lot of opposing fans, NC State fans, people on Twitter are going to say about Carolina. Yeah. I'm hearing it from my NC State buddies. <laughs> um, you know, they're getting UNC's getting dragged on social media. But look, if UNC went out there and lost in the first or second round, you get dragged that way too. Yeah. There's a, a lot of a lose-lose situation here. Uh, but I mean, we're moving on. We're, we're not writing much about NIT anymore and those decisions. And we're looking yeah. to see, you know, the transfer portal and who's leaving, who's staying. Cause that's kind of 
what's real right now. Two more things for Ross Martin from Inside Carolina. Appreciate your time at Ross Martin underscore I see the scoop pod and all the other pods that they've got at Inside Carolina. When you spoke to Bubba Cunningham, did he offer an opinion as to whether or not he thought they should have played or not? Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. <laughs> a little off-record situation here, but I think the company line over there is kind of what I said. Like, this is a veteran okay. group. Like, what was the benefit <laughs> for this veteran team that was – I mean, everything was built right. towards a Final Four run. You know, how much could they really gain from going to the um, NCAA tournament or going to the NIT tournament? Those players, nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look, I don't think I don't think Baycott wanted to play with it Mm -hmm. based on what he said after the loss to Virginia in AC tournament. Caleb Love said he did want to play. But how much how much would they have been kind of motivated to play and win? Right. hundred percent. You know, I totally understand. It's very interesting. It's it's good sports radio talk. I'll tell you that. Oh, it is tremendous. It got. It, it certainly gave me a lot of different angles to this story. And then finally, how many of the – we know Leaky Black is gone. Armando can come back. Caleb and RJ can both come back. How many of those three players are going to come back? Um, we, we pretty much think – I think this is pretty public. I, we think Caleb Love's going to move on, whether that's transfer portal – this, I'm not. I'm not trying to break news here or right, anything, but fine. that's a general sentiment. I'm not. I'm not trying to give away any paywall information, but that's a general sentiment about Caleb Love uh, that he'll either look to transfer or, or, or go the pro route uh, in some in some fashion. And I think R.J. Davis. I think he's going to come back. You know, that's kind of realistic. You know, he's a junior. I don't mm-hmm. think the NBA is the option right now. Um, and you know, I think he loves Carolina. He's been a good player for UNC. And I think Baycott. I mean. That's kind of the question mark. I think at this point, there's a lean towards him coming back. I think midseason, he would have, would have liked to go pro or check something else, else out. But, look, he's making a lot of money in IL. Yes. He's making more money in IL than he can in the G League. I mean, yeah. G League salaries are, what, like 30, 40, 50K? It's not a lot. I mean, he's, making, he's making close to a million in IL. And, like, legitimate – deals with legitimate companies, including like a horse breeding company, which I think is hilarious, but you know, he's got Roback, he's got uh, local restaurants, he's got um, uh, Crocs. I mean, he's got a deal with Crocs. It's crazy. So um, I, I think you could, there's a good expectation that um, the big guy come back and look, you have RJ and Baycott and then, you know, some other guys come back you bring in some freshmen you add three or four transfers, you know, UNC's in a, in a decent spot. They need to add shooters, Perimeter scores, athletes. That's what they need. They need perimeter shooters. So that's what they, the target is in the transfer portal. Ross Martin, I did not realize he was a horse breeding deal. That's phenom- That's phenomenal. I'm never going to. Yeah, I wrote an article about it. I talked to the guy. He's like a UNC fan, and he just signed an NIL deal with, some, an NIL deal with a horse breeding company. Oh, man. I, I didn't get the connection. Next time, next time I talk about Armando Baycott being a stud down low, just I'll just dot dot dot. 
Ross Martin right. from Inside Carolina at Ross Martin underscore IC. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, Adam. I'll see you. You got it. Holy cow, that's funny. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.